subscribe over here at the Melanated Way and then head over to April's page, Holloway Legal PLLC, who is live streaming at the same time. You guys bottom of the screen where you can see you can support the show. Your support is, is welcomed. It really is welcomed for um, all the things that we put into doing the show, as well as the super chat and super stickers available. Okay, that's out of the way. Um, April. Yes. We're on episode 10 mm-hmm. of Match Me Abroad. It's about to like end soon. So I was telling you off off air that April 6th. Oh, no, excuse me. Why do I keep saying April? Well, you said August the first time. I know. Did I? You did. I think it's because you're April, April. August 6th is the finale. And I just don't feel like we're, we're ready for that. We're not ready for it in terms of some people's stories, but we are definitely wrapped on like Natalie and Susan. Yeah, Susan, bye bye. Bye Natalie, bye bye. But okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, so you guys, the season finale, August 6th. Uh, we'll see who, the what, the where, the why, the when. In the meantime, let's cover episode 10. Have I made a match for you? That's the name of the, the, the title episode overall thoughts <laughs> april um i want to meet juan pablo i'm willing um, to take hello. a trip to colombia just to meet juan pablo um april mm-hmm. I, I already have claims on him oh no 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 not like that just mm-hmm. as friends like let's go together i'll be his friend you'd be his love interest oh we're, we're assuming yeah. this man is single we don't know that yeah i like i said go ahead and spin him off have a full-on <laughs> spin-off of him, his life, what he does, because A, he's hot, and B, he's hilarious. Like, in this episode, when he was looking at Chad, <laughs> I was, like, looking at him, looking at Chad. <laughs> I want to see a whole, like, uninterrupted minute of his reactions to people in the car. Facts. Facts. <laughs> like, whoever this is assistant is, go ahead, because he, he's the one. All right, so let's jump into it, you guys. Um, we're going to start off with Harold. Juan Pablo has kids. Might How do you married. know that, Carol? How do you know that, Carol? Please tell us more information, because that is not enough. Are kids a deal breaker, Linda? No, but like being married with kids is a deal, <laughs> is a deal breaker. As it should be. As it should be. 
Jazzle says, yes, April, love me some Juan. Juan Pablo, because we have to separate the two, because yes. I say Juan as the matchmaker and Juan Pablo as like the assistant to Juan. So we have to be very clear. Yes. Um, oh. Where's where's everyone getting this information? I don't know why they know so much about Juan Pablo. Jocelyn says he's got two daughters and he's divorced. Daughters. Well, you know that's Juan. They're talking about Juan. Yeah, I agree. We're talking about Juan Pablo, who is his associate. Who's I understand the confusion because Juan also has great reaction faces. Mm -hmm. But no, we're talking about Juan Pablo, guys. Yeah, we're talking about his associate who's the one that picks up oh whoa jazzle says do you not listen to the show jazzle's getting spicy doing her macrame <laughs> okay so just for the record everyone there are two wands there is one okay so let me see if i can find this because y'all are, are confused <laughs> Yes. Yes, she says, oh, the driver. Yes. Juan mm -hmm. Pablo mm -hmm. is the driver and the assistant. Juan. And let me see if I can add this. Hold on. Hold the line. All right, here it is. This is Juan, the matchmaker. We're not talking about this one. We already know Juan is happily married. He has kids, all the things. Right, April? Right. We're talking about Juan Pablo. And Juan Pablo, and I'm still looking, April, so keep them entertained for a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, they had a moment in the vehicle. Well, I mean, I mean, he's had a couple of moments where he stole the scene, in my opinion, Juan Pablo. But they had a moment in particular this season where we see Chad trying to use, an, I don't know if it's a Southern phrase or an American phrase. He's trying to use a phrase that clearly is not going to translate well. And Juan Pablo sees the, the difficulty in the translation and starts laughing at it. That part. So, so it's, it's really I don't funny. see him on here, but Juan Pablo is completely separate, separate person. He is the associate to Juan, the matchmaker. Long yeah. story short, I'm I'm one hundred. Teresa says I'm here, and here for the laughter. <laughs> hey, Teresa! No, Teresa was the first person I met when I moved to Mexico. She's awesome. I love her so much. Hi, Teresa. <laughs> Anyways, we're about Juan. I'm about Juan Pablo. He's a hottie two by four and he has a sense of humor. So that being said, let's just jump into the episode. April, overall thoughts yes. on Harold. Did she or did she not basically tell us that Harold was dirty? How so? She said, oh, you washed your suspenders. I mean, he is dirty. <laughs> And I was like, wait a minute, did I did I miss something? Did he show up dirty? I was surprised to see the suspenders make a comeback because honestly, they they don't um his body type, it accentuates the bad parts. They are not flattering. 
at all. They they make him look heavier. Yeah. I think than he is. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids. And for parents, try three new brainy chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thinks he's getting out of the suspenders. Is it because he likes little cute patterns on them? Not sure. I feel like it's like a comfort thing for him. Um, but they make him look like... Uh, and this is just my opinion, you guys, but they make him look like a dysfunctional farmer. Like he doesn't know, he doesn't belong to a specific farm. He just puts these suspenders on and like the pants are all messed up and like crinkly at the waist. It's a hot mess and I'm not here for it. And that's why he went through this whole complete, like, hey, let's give you a transition and makeover. And that's why you caught the woman that you thought you loved or you think you love but in the meantime, whatever it is that you're doing that you bought brand new suspenders that look exactly like the old suspenders that you have that are, are like um, a ruler. Where did you even find those? Did you find those in Prague? I have. He Well, he said he bought them. So he must have found them there. He said they were new. When she said, oh, they're, they're, you clean them. So, Whatever it is between his jeans and suspenders, he never he's he's not done laundry, y'all. He's just so. Not. Yeah, what that means is that he doesn't need to tuck his shirt in. If he's wearing the suspenders just because he wants to tuck his shirt in, and then tucking his shirt in makes it hard for him to pull his pants up, then just go back to the style that she gave you with your shirt untucked. That or let's go back to. Hey, she got you a crisp white shirt. She got you like these um, gray pants that were dress slacks that looked amazing on you. Even in your casual wear, when you had like the khakis and the matching khaki shirt, that looked great on you. You know why? Because it just was like flowing. But when you throw it these is. suspenders on and like it sucks it in or whatever it does, it sucks in only certain parts and you look crazy. As far as I'm concerned, you look crazy. Look crazy. And I was surprised that they were new suspenders and not the same suspenders that we saw where the um, <laughs> the lady that was doing your makeover, she didn't even want to touch your dirty ass jeans because she knew you hadn't washed them in like a year. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, to me, it's not flattering, but maybe... Um, Maybe April his date will love them. Just, just, I'm just saying, you know just what? April, April, I love April because April is so kind, you guys. And and I'm Canadian, so I automatically get the the Canadian kind card. But I'm also like a realist, and I'm not going to BS you guys. And his suspenders were nasty. His jeans were dirty. And I'm going to tell you, like, let's be real here. So. April's trying to be like, hey, he bought some new suspenders and he's all good to go. I'm just trying to leave some room for being wrong. Okay. You know, you know, just just because we agree that we don't like it doesn't mean that we're right. 
And Although, I don't think that we're we're wrong. I don't <laughs> think we're right, but I know that we all saw the dirty ass jeans and suspenders. <laughs> Katarina's hilarious. Love well, I'm not sure if I'd love her, but she's she stepped up. I'll say that. For sure. Um back. Yeah, yeah. The suspenders are terrible. Anyways, okay, so Harold, he's meeting with Katarina and he tells her how Michaela and him hit it off and she likes it. Now, one of the things I thought was funny, April, that I was like sitting here and I was watching it and I was like, oh, he's really spinning the story. And I, I feel like a lot of people do this, men, women, whatever. Y'all are like, okay, so this person expressed an interest in me, but I'm going to like swip, switch up the narrative because he's like, yeah, my date was fantastic. We had a day, a night, and a morning date. So me hearing that as a regular person, April, would think, oh, you started your, your day date. You guys had so much fun. So it became a night date where you had dinner, all of this stuff. And then he says, oh, a morning date. So he acted as if they spent the night together, they woke up and continued the date. Is that the vibe you got, April? That is the vibe I got, that he was implying that there was a overnight, especially when he added on. And in the morning, she stretched me out. That part. I was like... You know what, Harold? You're making you're making the most out of the situation. Why are you lying like that? Like Harold, Harold. <laughs> oh, Harold. Oh, thank you so much for the super sector, Joslo. I woo woo. <laughs> woo woo. So he continues to say to Katarina that they had great communication. They shared a special moment. And this is, again, April, where he wasn't, like, 100% honest. He said to Katarina that um, Michaela leaned in to him, and he had to, quote, finish the kiss. She leaned in, and he was like, oh, well, then I guess she wants to kiss me. That is not what happened. Is that... Am I wrong? No, my question was that he literally asked her. Am I remembering wrong? Girl, you, we are not remembering wrong. He completely, like I said, it's the narrative, y'all. It's the narrative. This fool is like, now he feels like he's the big shot. Like, you know, dust off my shoulders. This woman wants to be with me. She leaned in and was like, hey, I want to kiss you. He had to finish the kiss. I was like, oh, that is not what happened at all. You asked her, can I kiss you? And she said, yes. And then you both leaned in and had like a peck. And it wasn't like you were making out. No. It was just like a. Right. Am I, y'all, in the live chat, are we remembering this wrong? Because if we are, please let us know in the live chat. If you're watching the replay, definitely comment and we'll comment back. But it that's not the way that it, it seemed to me. And I'm all. not sure if he truly thinks that it happened that way or if he knows that he's 
fudging the story a bit. A bit, April? We, I, I really don't know how, because you know, he can't like read, Noah, you know what? I can't even do this with him. He lied. He lied, period. Wonderless, thank you so much. Wonderless says, you're losing us, Harold. You're losing Back. us, Harold. Back. You're losing us. Back. So, Katarina goes on to ask more questions, right? Because that's her job. She's like, well, so what exactly happened? And he's like, well, she asked me to do a yoga morning date. The idea came from her, he said. Um, <laughs> and then he says, she responds to me and I like her and she likes me. I'm like, oh, Harold, that again is not what happened. So if y'all go and watch a replay, he called her, right? Because he knew she was off on the Monday. He called her and was basically like, hey, what are you doing? What's up? Oh, blah, I had a great time yesterday, yada, yada, yada. She's like, I have to work, but I'm gonna do yoga. If you can come to, to X place where I do yoga, you know, let's do yoga together. That's what happened. It wasn't That's what like, happened. Right. It wasn't like she was like, hey, I miss you so much. I had such a great time last night. I want to see you again. Let's have a morning date. That is not what happened. No, it happened. Uh, he also left out that he was uncooperative. <laughs> like, <laughs> and um, looked like he was in pain the entire time. Facts. And needed to like have a toot. <laughs> <laughs> have a two and he didn't really want to say that yeah so um katarina's like okay so where do we go from here right do we want to continue with your matches do you want to not match like where are you 100 sure about michaela he says he's 99.99999% sure about michaela he wants no more matches. She's the one. He's good. What were your thoughts on that, April? I think that he should go on another date if there's another date that's already been set up for him. But since he's so insistent on just plugging someone into his life without much regard for whether or not there is deeper compatibility, I think this is fine for him. I agree with you. So his first date was terrible, right? He had all these expectations of uh, blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, Amazon, the stereotypical idea of what beauty looks like. That date went terrible for him. His second date, Michaela, was more like quirky like him, liked the same things like him, wasn't like traditionally what he would say or society says is beautiful, but they matched. I feel like he needed a third match to like balance it all out so you can see that his connection with Michaela is a real connection or for date number three, perhaps that's a connection, but in a different way. That's what I felt. But he was like, no, no more matches. He wants to move forward in this relationship. He wants to take it to the next level. Um, and so what does that look like? Katarina's like, well, I've done everything that I need to do. You found your match. So now the rest is up to you, right? And I'm here to guide you. I'm here to help you and support you. 
but the rest is really up to you. And I was like, okay, that's great. But we can also see, April, that he is absolutely not in a position to make wise choices, in my opinion. What are your thoughts? No, he's not. He thinks that he needs to make some grand gesture, have a proposal to, quote unquote, lock her in before he leaves the country. And that's not necessary. Um, I see his hesitation or I see his his um, difficulty that he's having. But you chose to use a matchmaker in a different country. That means that at some point you have to accept that this relationship was going to be long distance. Yeah, agreed. So you can't try to kind of, you know, lock her in or he's, he's basically trying to make it so she can be indebted to him or be to, to owe him something um, by making this grand gesture before he leaves. That's so how that I felt. I agree with you, and we're going to get into that. But before we get into that, April, I did want to ask you, so from an immigration attorney's perspective, what does what does the time frame look like right now in 2023? So let's say everything was like hunky-dory, life was great, he wants to propose to her, she wants to be with him, she wants to come to America. What would that look like now with uh, UCSIS? So he would be looking at, let's say that he does propose to her and comes back to the U.S. and starts a fiancé visa petition process. He would be looking the K-1 at, visa. That's the K-1 visa. He would be looking at two and a half to three years from start to finish. Um, so first part is with USCIS. That's the actual K-1 petition that people know about, the 129F. And then after that, it's transferred over to your consulate and the consulate handles the interview process. And just depending on how backed up that consular you know, office is, is whether or not you're gonna be in the two year versus three year time frame, because we obviously don't have any control over that. Um, so for their consulate, he would be more on the two and a half side if everything goes right. And during that time period, you are long distance. And so, a couple of questions to follow up on that. So in that two and a half year time frame, he has, first of all, how, how much is the K-1 visa? And second of all, what kind of proof does he have to, to show that, hey, I propose to this person and I want them to come to America? All right. So the filing fee is 535. 535 uh, US dollars? 535 US dollars. Uh-huh. That's the filing fee for the first step, the actual K um, visa. And that's just the filing fee. So if you decide to hire an attorney, there's a separate fee on top of that, of course. And their evidence they're looking for, oh, that's just the, the first part of the fees. The second part of the fees, you're paying uh, two NVC, you're paying 320 and 325 and 120. Those are the immigrant visa fees and the um, adjustment fee. And then you're also paying separately for your police certification, your medical exam. And then once you arrive in the U.S., there's a separate fee you have to pay at the border. It's expensive. So, so roughly, what does the process cost? A thousand? Roughly, in, in fees alone, you're going to be around 1500 1500 if you do it by yourself without an attorney. Correct. Okay, and then the second thing that I wanted to ask you is that 
Okay, so they filed the K-1. It's a two and a half year process. Can the potential K-1 visa applicant continue to like travel to the immigrant country? Absolutely, and, and they should. So if the person has a visa to come to the U.S., they can continue coming to the U.S. for visits and the American citizen can continue going to that country and they should gotcha. continue building evidence of their bona fide relationship. Gotcha. Guys, if you want all the things about travel, if you want all the things about K-1 visas, immigration process, all the things, April is an immigration attorney. Make sure you're following her at Holloway Legal, PLLC. She's also a worldwide traveler. She shares tips of where she's been, how to travel on a budget, all the things. So definitely make sure you are following her because you will learn a lot. That being said, Harold meets with Katerina again. And I'm just going to pop this picture up because the suspenders are back. I was a little bit like, oh, God, the suspenders are back. Like, why are they back? We just went through spending over an hour watching you have a full-on makeover, and you just popped in these suspenders. You're saying they're brand new, but they look exactly like the suspenders you brought with you from New Mexico. So, like, I'm having a hard time believing it, but whatever. So, suspenders are back. They're at, like, a jewelry shop. And he's playing with the idea of proposing. So, when they're looking around and Katarina's like, you know, you want to do a grand gesture. I understand that. Like, what does that look like? Is it earrings? Is it a bracelet? Like, what does it look like? He's like, no. It's definitely a ring. And I was like, um, wait, what? So he says he's he's playing it around with the idea of proposing. And so a ring would be the best idea in his opinion. Apina. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I was like, you know, she's having a hard time right now. There's no need to point. I that. am. And I'm just like, oh, Lord. Now, not only am I having a hard time, I can't speak. That is the money maker. Stop it. Okay. So. In his opinion. A peanut. I don't know what she means. Okay, so in his opinion, a ring is the best idea. And the reason he wants to do a ring is because, A, you know, we know that he's wanted to get married. He feels like he's been there, done that. He found the one he was already talking about having. Like, I'm stuck, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> I'm stuck with my nonsense. But he's already talking about... Um, let me go ahead and have a prenup and all the stuff that we heard about prior to him mm -hmm. arriving in the Czech Republic. So he met this woman. She fought, she responded to him, which he's not used to. And so now he wants to get married. That is my personal opinion. Okay. So he feels the ring is the best idea. idea. And Katerina is like, oh my God, I know April, I'm a mess. 
Y'all, my life is messy right now. I'm trying to do all the things. I got like five shows backed up today because I'm behind on B90. I've got, if you guys are Patreon subscriber, I've got news and gossip coming up. I'm like trying to live my life. And then meanwhile, if you guys want to be honest or for me to be honest, there's like shit happening. And I'm just trying to like keep it together. And it's a mess. That's all I'm saying. You can just turn this into a book. It'll be like, Apina and Adina went to the store. Man, listen. So he wants to he wants to propose. He wants to buy a ring. Katerina is surprised and she's nervous. She's like, you know what? You barely know each other. You guys have only met two times. So you went on two dates. And nobody says you have to propose. You don't have to do it. And you don't have to do it today. She's like, I'm going to support you, right? Because now the ball's in your court. My job as a matchmaker is, hey, I'm going to support whatever it is you want to do. But I'm telling you that this is not what you have to do. What are your thoughts, April? She's right. And remember in the beginning when he was like, I decided that I wanted to have a wife and a family. So my first step was, to move out of my parents' house or to get a better job, to go back to school, move out of my parents' house. He's, he's done this very systematic step, step, step to being able to insert a bride into here. And I think what he's missing now is that she's a, she's a whole person. She's a real person. It's not just another step in your plan. Yeah. What you're not about to do is just insert woman here and keep it rolling. That's, because you know, but, it's not just him. It, he wants to do this. Chad wants to do this. Mark wants to do this. I dare say a large majority of men are just like, insert woman. We're going to talk about Chad when his segment comes up. But in my opinion and in my notes, Chad and Harold are very similar. And I was so wrong about Chad. I didn't realize his deficits to the extent until this last episode. So... <clears throat> Harold says he's not changing his mind. He wants to propose, but oh, he's hesitant. So he's worried about the communication that they've had in the last few days because via text and over phone, she's been less like available. Available. She told him she's working 12 hours a day. She doesn't live in Prague, the city, it's like two hours away, all the things. So she really prepped him, but he switched, in my opinion, he switched it up and made it be like, hey, I'm here. You're not readily available to my every women need. So now all of a sudden, it seems like you're backing off, which is not what she, she said at all. And that's not what was happening at all. She had free time. Maybe she had a few days off or whatever. Now she literally said, I have to go back to work. I don't live close to her. I work 12 hours a day and I'm working like all week. My one day off, I need to clean and all the things. And then Harold is making this big deal about it as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. So he's not changing his mind. He's hesitant. He's worried because the communication has gone down. And then we hear about, and this is the first time I've ever actually heard of it. I thought it was it was meteorite at the beginning because that's what I wrote down. But it's actually Moldovite, which is only available in the Czech Republic. And it's a specific type of stone. Had you heard of it before April? I haven't heard of it, but I was wondering like how 
how true is this? Because you know how you go visit countries, they always try to tell you something specific to that country just to sell it to you? Yep. So I don't know how true it is. If you like it and you want to buy it, then that's fine. But like, how true is that? I don't know. That part, I don't know. And, it, and you guys have been great. All the things that I haven't like took time to Google, you guys message me or you like put it in the comments after I learned about... Um, Stanika and the the spoiled milk and what mm -hmm. that's actually called, all the things. So you guys are really great for that. So if you guys know about Moldovite and if it's actually only available in the Czech Republic, A, what is the value? B, if it's so valuable and so unique, like why wouldn't the rest of the world like come there and like buy it and sell it elsewhere? If that makes sense. Anyways, so he decides that he is looking at this Moldovite ring. It looks like a black stone with a 14 karat gold band. And it's going to be 20,000 crowns, which is Czech crowns, which roughly is 833 US dollars. As soon as he heard that, you guys, all of a sudden, he was having more doubts. He was like, oh, I don't know if I should overspend. Um, Harold, Mr. Like, I have all these trademarks. I got this great job. I went to a lawyer to ask about prenups, all the things. And this ring that's not even $1,000, you're all of a sudden having second thoughts. What were your thoughts, April? I was like, he might as well just get a bracelet and call it a day because yeah. there's no point in stressing yourself out over this ring if you're not going to get a good one. Facts. Scandalous says, can Harold even afford K-1 fees when he can't afford an $800 ring? And Wanderlust says, Linda, girl, we love you and you'll get through it. You're such, oh, that's so sweet. Y'all don't even know, but I appreciate the kind words. Keep sending positive vibes. I need all of them. Mm -hmm. So he's like, listen, I don't want to overspend because what if Michaela doesn't feel the same about me? I am risking a lot, he said. Uh, and then to that, Katerina said, listen, if this is not the right moment, don't push yourself. No one is telling you that you have to say to her, hey, I'm going to propose and I want you to marry me. No one is saying to you that you have to spend $833 on a ring. And no one except for you is the one that said I have to do this grand gesture. She's not expecting it. You're like April. In my opinion, he's only doing it because he literally wants to secure mm -hmm. the woman. Mm -hmm. could be any woman it, it does not matter he thought his first date was going well that part it doesn't matter that part. he should just focus on visiting the country that he's never been to before make the most of his time there and getting some nice gifts for his family that you have insisted that you must meet that part <laughs> that part that part because at the end of the day you guys had two dates Two. Not two weeks together. You had two dates. And when you said, hey, oh, like, what's the word for boyfriend? And she was like, yeah, there's no word. It's just friend. friend. 
right? You should have taken that social cue. But here we are. So he's freaking out his his mind. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to figure it out. He's worried, you know, that he's going to be ghosted because of his past traumas. And I will say this. Slow down, Harold. That is exactly what Katerina has been telling you from the beginning. You're going too fast. You buy the ring and you propose. Absolutely. You're going to be ghosted again because it's too much. If you look at your date and the yoga date, she was literally telling you what her priorities are. She doesn't know you. She wants to get to know you more. She's open to that. But she also has a life. And her life consists of, I don't live in the city. I have to make money. I have to support myself. I live with my family. So whatever that looks like, whether she supports them or whatever, we don't know her history. But guess what, Harold? Neither do you. And then you invite yourself to come stay there because you, you want to get a little jiggy jiggy with it. And then I see on the preview that you were calling and calling and texting and she hasn't responded and you went there anyways. I'm sorry. Like, don't show up at my house if I haven't responded back. Clearly something is going on. And right. you're not invited. What are your thoughts, April? I think he's pushed her too far. He pushed her on the date to, you know, into having the lunch, from the lunch into going back to his hotel. He, I think he's pushed her. And then, can I come to your house? Can I meet your family? Like, I think he's just pushed her too much. Agreed. And the it was last, probably hard for her to say no in his face, but now she's away. That part. The live chat is talking about Moldavite. Moldavite. Is it Moldavite? Is that how I say it? I, I'm not going to have it right. Okay, so Moldavite, Moldavite, whatever. Jodzel says, well, not whatever. If you guys want to tell me how to, to which I know you will. <laughs> Go ahead and tell me in the comments. But so Jaslo says, yes, it's formed by glass from meteorites that were formed millions of years ago. Meteorite landed in Europe. So he's right. Wonderless says Moldovite, Moldavite, however you say it. Forest green, olive green, blue greenish, vitreous, Cilicia. Is that how I say that, April? Cilicia? Sure. Projectile glass formed by meteorite impact in Germany that occurred about 15 million years ago. Type of Tecate and gemstone? I don't know. Y'all, all I know is that clearly between Joslo and Wanderlust, that gem is specific to the Czech Republic. And he should get it in a bracelet if he wants to get it in anything. Dude, he should just get a couple of like earrings. Yeah, some nice we'll earrings. Call it a day and just be like, I'm done with this. Let's yeah. not make it a big deal. And specifically, if you're looking around at $833, what is the wedding supposed to look like? What is the K1 visa supposed to look like? What is like her living in your new apartment that you you've barely been there for a month gonna look like? Like, stop it. Cause because April, I know from you that you know when they that you get the K-1 visa, you pay for all that stuff. But when the immigrant lands, they can't work right away. And exactly. that process can be years long. 
it's a huge stress on the relationship. And that's the reason why I often advocate for people to do marriage visas as opposed to doing fiance visas. Because if you just get married first, then they do the petition, the person arrives as a resident, they arrive with the ability to work and be independent, which matters a lot if you want to have a successful relationship. That part. And also, let's also remember that sponsoring someone, you sign up for that. And so when they get here and they're like, hey, I can't work, yeah, all this stuff. And you're like, oh, I'm paying for everything. You can't also then be hostile because you knew exactly what you signed up for. Exactly. We've seen it in some of our couples. We saw um, the most recent one I remember was Amber and Daniel. She was so hostile to him because he couldn't work. But that is just the condition of what you're doing. Yep. 100%. So if a ring that's $833 is giving you pause, then you might want to just pause in general go ahead and get the $200 rhinestones You're and right. call it a day. And um, a ring is not required for your application. A ring is not required for you to have a valid marriage. So you can focus on the essentials. Is, oh, is that is that right? Yeah, it's not. So You're not required to have... Yeah, you just need to have interview and stuff. They don't. They don't look at that. They don't like be like, "Hey, I don't see any." No, they won't be like, "Where's Where's your two thousand, ten thousand dollar ring?" No, not at all. If you have, you know, if you're if you want to wear just a band, that's fine. If you don't have anything, that's fine. You need your marriage certificate. You need other evidence of financial entanglement. You need proof that you guys have spent time together, substantial time, if possible. If you can travel together, that's great. But nobody is going to be like, there's the two things you do not have to do. You do not have to change your name and you do not have to have material possessions. I mean, here you guys heard it. You heard it from a legal analyst. So be clear on that. We're going to go ahead and shout out Jess Riley. Oh, hey, Riley. Let me tell you, you are on my hit list. (laughs) I have notes about your segments and we will get to you guys i'm catching up on all things b90 probably later today but because we're on match me abroad we're gonna stay here let's talk about chad what did you think about chad's segment chad is so incredibly frustrating chad i would love for you to develop a personality and some interest and then be able to meet these women with your interest and with your personality to explore their interest and personality. If you just talk about how drop dead gorgeous everyone is, and that's all you can say about them, I'm just gonna start skipping your scenes. Okay, so here are my feelings about Chad. I totally hear you. Um, I feel like I probably, misjudge Chad. I think that Chad is way more insecure, way more inexperienced, and way more desperate than I realized. And so his date with Biba was, this is why I am equating Chad and Harold as being like the same individual. Now, I get that Chad is not um, autistic, but Chad has his own problems and chad has a lot of insecurities that make sense now that he has three 
ex-fiancés, in my opinion. So, Chad, let's not forget. Let's pop him up here. He's 38. Um, Part of one of the... And, and April, remember when I said Juan, the matchmaker, had the hardest roster? Absolutely, he did. Continue to believe that. Because don't forget, Chad, um, Susan, and... Natalie. Natalie are all his clients and they're all they taint his um his records. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. So Chad, he plans so he actually didn't plan this date, and let's not let's be real. So what Juan wanted to do, Juan wanted to slow down Chad because Chad A gets attached really quickly. B, he thinks that he's in love immediately. Uh, C, he is definitely someone who is led by visuals. You could say no words to him, but if he thinks you're visually attractive, boom, he's in, right? So combine that with a lack of experience, uh, insecurities, being shy, and being kind of sheltered because as you guys know, he's never left, left his like two by four on the farm that he lives on where he enjoys cutting grass as a pastime. <laughs> April, April. Okay, so we want to slow things down. And part of why what part of what Juan wanted to do was like, hey, I'm going to introduce you to someone else. And this is where we meet Alejandra, where she goes by Biba. Mm -hmm. Now, Biba is a beauty queen. She's spontaneous. She's super young. Chad's 38. She's 26. Um, but Juan is hoping to bring that seriousness down in Chad's personality, where Chad just wants to like attach immediately. You have one day, boom, you're my woman. By six months, you're my uh, fiance. Boom, by eight months, we should be married. Like that whole thing, right? Now, here's the thing that is so funny to me. It was, you could tell that Alejandra, and from this point forward, I'll just call her Biba because that's what she wanted to be called. Biba has like a great personality. She's like, go with the flow. She's young. You guys remember being 26? It was all about like partying, hanging out with your friends, going to the clubs, drinking all the things. That's, that's what she's about. That's where she is. And I'm not mad at her because we've all been there. However, here's, here are all the things that made me laugh. And April, you tell me if it made you laugh too. First, he was like, you are Benita. And she's like, no. Biba. I'm Alejandra. <laughs> like, and it's like, no, you're Benita. Benito? Benita, Benito? And she's like, what? <laughs> April, I died. I died. Multiple times. His, his, his accent is so strong that he's I appreciate that he's trying to use the few Spanish words that he has learned, but his accent is so strong. Listen, I listen, 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 April, listen. The American is—is is he considered the South? Um. Yeah. Yeah. 
his accent, I even am like, where are the subtitles? What are you even talking about? The jelly bean. Well, you know what I mean? Jelly bean. I'm he's like, got a, yeah, he's got a snuff accent, Riley. You know what I'm talking about. It's like the way that people talk when it sounds like they have snuff in their mouth. Yeah, he's got a snuff accent. And he's going to have to, just, just in case you're here or anybody's here, one of the things somebody told me when I was learning Spanish was, to open my mouth more, Americans, we don't open our mouths very much when we speak. And if you want to speak another language, you have to purposefully open your mouth more. Okay, so the live chat 100% agrees with you. I don't know what this whole mumble talk is, but Jaws is like, he mumbles too bad, won't open his mouth. And Jaws is Canadian like me, and I agree with you. Uh, Riley says he's got a really strong twang. Um, and Wonderless says he sounds like he's got a mouthful of marble. So talk to snuff. me about snuff. What is snuff mouth? Is that tobacco? It's tobacco. It's tobacco that people put in their mouths and they just let it sit in their in their jowls, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's horrible uh, for you. You should not do it. But it's very, very common in certain parts of the South that people do that and they carry around a cup everywhere they go. I mean, literally like in my first law firm, everybody's car that I got into to do a work-related event with them, they would have a little cup in their car, a little spit cup for their chewing tobacco. Yeah, so he's actually really hard to understand, which I I get, right? Because I'm Canadian, I should be able to understand. Uh, Carol says, I keep thinking he's chewing tobacco. That's how he sounds. We're all talking about the same thing. Um, Ty's way says, and the cup just sits. Yep. That being said, <laughs> um, he's shocked on how pretty she is. He literally says it's shocking to him. And his being shocked, you guys, makes him crawl into his shell more, which was like, 100% weird. You're literally saying to Juan that you want to have these beauty queens, young Latina hot women. He provides that for you. And then all of a sudden you shut down and you shut down more than we've ever seen. Right? Like we saw his date with Maria. We saw how he was talking about his exes. He was awkward, all of that. But his date with Biba was even worse in the sense that he shut down even more and he really let her lead the date, which I thought was like, I don't know, I just thought it was weak of him. What did you think, April? I think it's okay for her to lead the date only because he doesn't, it's not his country. There was one plan, the rain ruined that plan. And so now they have to do something else. And so I think it's okay to lean on her and say, hey, I don't, I don't live here what else, you know, should we do? Is there something else around here where we can still have our picnic and be indoors or, or what should we do? I think it's okay for that. But the fact that he has no conversation for her otherwise, I think is, is sad. Lame. It's really sad. It's really lame. And I am, I wonder, you know, when he did his interview with Juan, what was his reason for choosing Colombia? Because if you go with the stereotypes of what kind of personalities people have, this personality is not really going to be compatible with his. So I just, I'm, you know, curious. I'd love to hear from Juan what made him decide to choose people who fit that more outgoing stereotype as opposed to people who might be a little bit more reserved. And also somebody coastal. She mentioned that she's like coastal. Yeah. And, you know, like, so 
to me, my immediate thought was, because I think about it in terms of immigration, she's not going to be happy living in Tennessee. At all. You have two city girls that you have matched him with. They are not trying to live on the farm right beside your mom where you say your biggest fun factor is cutting the grass and going to church on Sundays. Like that's that's not where this 26-year-old is. That's not where the other 28-year-old is. That's just not city girls. That's not what they're looking for. But I was shocked by the end of this. So let's continue to talk about this. So one of the things I thought was funny about Biba is that she was like, you, she asked him how old he was. He's like 38, she's 26. And she's like, you could be my sugar. I died of laughter. I was like, go ahead, handle that sugar daddy. You don't know the exact phrase, but you know sugar is involved. Oh yeah, she knew that part. <laughs> and she goes on to say, let's see if the matchmaker has done a good job, right? Now here is the first time that Chad fumbles the ball on this day because he says he hasn't let me down so far. Now, I was like, what? On a first date, you're already saying that he hasn't let you down, which tells me if I have any two cents that, oh, you've already met a few people at the very least where you're like, hey, you're happy with them. And so I'm just another person that lines up to that. April, would you agree? Yes, it was a horrible thing for him to say. Then he corrected herself because she was like, she wasn't even like, and I, I don't know if it's just Canadians, but we're like, pardon me. But she was like, what? What? Why did you say what? And he corrected himself and said, um, he hasn't let me down. So he cut out the so far part, right? Now, yeah, Chad I think it was a translation thing. Oh, I, mean, I think it's because like Como is not so aggressive in Spanish, but what is incredibly aggressive in English? It is. What? <laughs> what? So Chad is coming across as nervous, shy. He's intimidated by her beauty. And her and first impressions are like, listen, he's very American. And this is where I died, you guys, because if you know anything about incels, the... <laughs> And you guys know I've talked about this with, I won't even name him, but a previous 90 day or because he was like the poster child of that. But she says, so Biba says her first impression is, A, he's a he has a very, very American name, Chad, right? And Chad in incel terms, y'all know what that is. He's a cowboy. He's tall. He's blonde. She says he has muscles. He's a little bit shy, and so she's not sure. She's like, we'll have to see. I'm going to go with it and, and go with the flow, flow. And so their original date was supposed to be an outside date. They were going to go for a picnic, uh, but then it started raining. So as soon as it started raining, they were like at a stand that had caramelized milk. They did a taster, and here's what... I thought was like very gentlemanly of him. So immediately he pulls out of his knapsack a hoodie, right? To give to her because she doesn't have a jacket or anything. So he wants to like protect her. Did you think that that was chivalrous, April? It, it was chivalrous. Um, but because I watch a lot of true crime, I was like, what does he got a knapsack for? Listen, we'll get to the knapsack momentarily. But I'm assuming his knapsack was filled with picnic stuff. 
right? Because that's what they were. Oh, that's to right. Do. That's right. right. So they were he's got the picnic it. stuff. He's got an extra set of clothing, like all the things for a picnic. Um, so he feels terrible because it started to rain. Um, and this was an outdoor date that he had planned. So what are they going to do? So he's super shy. He has no ideas. His nerves, his words are, quote, tense. And she's like, so maybe we go back to Median. We go for drinks um, and go from there. He's like, oh, it sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. He was like, whatever you say, it sounds good to me. <laughs> She's super finding it hard. She finds the date hard. She needs them to relax. She's like, you know, I like to go dancing. I like to go clubbing. I like to have fun. She's 26, don't forget. Um, and so she's like, you know, what do you like to do for fun? April? April, girl, April. I go to church on Sundays. That's it. He says in response to her, of what do you like to do? Last time he was asked that question, he said he likes to cut the grass. And this time he's asked the question, he's like, well, I go to church on Sundays. April. Does this man have no hobbies? He doesn't. He has made it very clear to us that he has no personality whatsoever. You told your first date that your hobby was to cut grass. You told your second date that your hobby, and you know, I'm a believer. You all know that about me, but I'm not going to tell someone that my hobby is that I go to church on Sundays. I do go to church on Sundays, but that's not my hobby. Do I like movies? Do I like pop-ups? Do I like Do I like art? Do I like finding new restaurants? Like I can go on and on and on. You... That was your first response? I think that he spent so much time trying to create a family that he hasn't developed himself. Because surely there, there have to be things that you would like to explore and try. It, it would make your, your life better. It makes the life better of the person that you're going to be with. But I mean, again, he's just not someone who sees these women as as people they're just someone to bring back to his farm and make babies with that part wonderless says Juan needs to have a chat with chad and just riley says <laughs> my hobby is pissing off bloggers on sundays i mean just riley also said he's he's hank hill like at least hank hill has friends that he goes and hangs out with hank hill has hobbies is hank hill the cartoon thingy yes okay um I'm going to say this, Riley, you are, you are like, is he pushing it? He is. He knows that I haven't covered his episodes yet. And I, I have been on my best behavior because there have been so many 90 day spinoffs, but I have a few questions for, for Riley. I'm team Riley, but like with questions. <laughs> so piss off all the bloggers. I, I I can identify somewhat as a blogger, but I'm also like an actual journalist. Like that's my day job. So um, I'll just say this. I, I am, yeah, April knows. I am remaining neutral. I'm Switzerland in this. 
I am supporting my brother because I want to support my brother. But like the things that keep coming at me, I'm like, I can't verify that. I can't verify that. But woo! Okay, enough of that. Can I please, please, please just recognize Karen has written a hilarious sentence, but it's not funny unless you watch the cartoon. Cut grass, chew tobacco, and go to church. Mm-hmm. That's part of the hill thing. What is it yeah. called? Also, like, Forrest Gump cadence. What is it called? What is the show called again? Um... Oh gosh, what's the title of the show? Let me see. American American Dad. No, King of the Hill. That's it. Yeah, King King of the the Hill. Hill. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Jess Riley says, wait, you got some insight. Are you new? Okay, I'm definitely coming to the B90 um (laughs) live recap. Are you new here? Are you new here? (laughs) I mean I have a gazillion followers, but everyone knows that what I report is 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 true and real. And sometimes I, I sit on inside information because like, I'm just a Canadian she nice does. like that. But do I have inside information? Absolutely. Do I have some questions? Absolutely. Do I want to, that's all I'm gonna say actually. I got news and gossip later, so I just need to like calm down. That being said, we're back to Chad. Okay. Back to Chad. So Chad's outdoor date was a bust. He and Biba are going back to his hotel lobby, which, you know, we saw that with Natalie, right? Going back to the hotel lobby. So as a traveler, because, you know, you travel a lot more than me, but I, and I, I'm a big traveler. Um, what are your thoughts on going back to your hotel lobby? I will admit that I have done some dangerous and unsmart things with regards to men when I'm traveling. I would not recommend them to anyone else. I'm glad that I made it out of all those situations. That said, um, I think that they probably feel like they have an extra layer of security because they have a camera crew with them. Yeah. So I'm like, as you guys know, I'm super private and you know, I give you guys bits and pieces here and there, but you'll never have the, the full picture unless you actually know me. That being said, as a traveler, and I'm thinking like, if I had a great date, would I invite them back on the first date to my hotel lobby? Probably not. Like we would, we could go to like a bar close by, but I feel like knowing my personality, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't want that person to know where I'm staying. You know what I mean? Because, and I'll tell you this why, because you guys know, well, if, if you follow me and like individually, you guys know, like I, if I get like the weirdos, you know that I get like the weirdos, like I'm going to give you an example. You know, people say that you meet people by sliding to their DMs and all of that. And I'm just not a person to respond to DMs like that. I'm just, I just have never been that way. So like my forever person, I'm never going to meet them by sliding to my DMs because there's too many DMs and I just don't do it. But this one person, April, and this is recent, was, if you have Instagram, I'm going to tell you this. Make sure that you have specific regulations because people can just call you on Instagram. 
because it's all tied to your information. So all of a sudden, this person is like trying to video chat me. It's like midnight, my time. Video chat me. And I'm looking at my phone like, I don't know this name. Like, why are you trying to video chat me? So I decline. Like two minutes later, they do it again. And they did it like three or four times. And I was getting irritated because I was like, I don't know you. So I did this like story. I was like, don't randomly call people that you don't know in real life because it's creepy. Mm -hmm. To which the person automatically saw the story and responded, oh, I'm sorry. I just want to talk to you and sent me a picture blocked. Like all of that within 10 minutes because I don't know you. And I I just am not the one. I'm just not the one. I'm I'm just not the one. So I say all that to say, just be careful when you're traveling, when you're going home, when you're going to the store, any, just be careful as a human being, because some people have no scruples and they will do whatever Yeah. to kind of like get in your atmosphere. And I'm only going to speak on this briefly, but as we all know, um, there's a lady, Carly, who was recently abducted and returned to her home. It's big news. And I know that I, again, I'm super private and April doesn't even know this because it's something that I don't talk about. But those of you guys that are part of my Patreon know that uh, in 2020, uh, there was an abduction attempt on me in Commerce, California. And it was a whole thing the dude's like in jail. He's like a habitual offender, all the things. So it really hit home for me. And at the end of the day, I just want safety to be the first thing that people think about for women, for black women specifically, um, without getting into a whole tirade, black women go missing more often than any other race or gender in the world without it being covered internationally. And so it hit home for me and one of the things that is so important in my opinion is that a you are aware and b if you follow your gut i always tell you that my gut is right and i tell you guys that my my gut like never steers me wrong if your gut tells you that something is wrong in this situation it absolutely is wrong and you need to pay attention because your gut is gonna save your life that being said make the precautions, whatever. I don't care where you are in the world, make the precautions, be aware, be hypervigilant. And, and the one thing that I will say to you that if you're walking to your car, it's late at night and you have no one to walk you to your car or whatever the case may be, don't be on your phone like this. Be on your phone on speakerphone because you have more access. And the person on the phone, just like Carly, can hear what's happening in your surroundings. Okay. That's the first part. If you have an iPhone, don't forget that little special button when you tap, tap, tap. Automatically, even if you're on a call, puts you in through and patches you through 911. Make that happen. So be safe, be vigilant, and thank you for coming to my TED Talk. And the last one, share your location. Both Both of my phones, I am indefinitely sharing my location with two of my sisters. And when I travel, even like I was in Iceland partly by myself, partly with a group of people, my location was shared with the with the group 
that I was with. So, yeah. I mean, they were coming to pick me up one time to go somewhere jointly together. And they're like, oh, you're at the Maritime Museum because they could see me. Yep. 100%. And again, those of you guys that have been with me at Patreon, uh, I had a co-host at the time and I shared my location with her. And that also too helped me because when you just set, drop that pin, they know exactly where you are. That's why the police were able to come within three minutes, which, which they did, but it's a whole story. Anyways, um, Vanessa says, or be on FaceTime facts. You guys just be aware, be aware of your surroundings and make sure that you're just not too comfortable that you're like, hey, I'm on the phone, I'm all over there. Because your day-to-day -day routine has become so comfortable that with, for you that you may or, or may not be aware. And, and in 2023, we need to be aware. Right. So <clears throat> that being said, guess what? Um, I think that BB was comfortable because she knew a Juan, the matchmaker, and also Juan Pablo, who's the driver, right? So she's already comfortable and she knows and has vetted that situation. And they know Chad, they know where Chad's staying, they're setting up Chad's date. So it's a little bit different than, hey, this is a complete blind date, I don't know anything about them. If anything right. was to come down, they knew exactly who it was, where he's staying, his room number, all the things. So. They go back to um, Chad's hotel bar. Now, Beba is saying, you know what? I know I'm a good catch. I need Chad to step it up because Chad is acting A, too shy. B, he's not like controlling the narrative and C, like, I don't know where he's coming from. And Chad is like, ah, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to follow her lead. And so she asks him, do you like to dance? And she's like, oh, he's like, oh, I don't like to dance at all. When he said, April, that he hadn't danced in 22 years and he's only 38. <laughs> the least he could do is some boot scoop boogie. He ought to know some line dances. How? Uh, uh, that part. So you, you didn't line dance in your little hokey doke. Okay, no, calm down, Linda. And you're, I know, April, I take it back. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh my God. I wanted to say <laughs> that as a cowboy, you haven't like gone and line dance in your little small community. <laughs> we got a, a painter. Um, Idea? No, that's just Spanish for idea. What was the second weird word you made up today? And and now we have hokey pokey. <laughs> we'll let her have it, guys. We'll let her have it. Yeah, let me have it. I deserve that. Twenty-two years you haven't danced. It's it's. I don't like you don't you don't have dance parties in your house. You don't like dance while you're cutting the grass. Like I don't get it. But she's trying to show him how to dance, and y'all, it was hard to watch because you know I just want to say like sometimes they say when you watch a man dance, you know how he is 
um, in other spaces. That's true. And his hips did not move. They did not move. And there was no rhyme to the rhythm. And y'all know hips don't lie. So, yes, you know what, Scandalous? I appreciate you because she's the day one. Scandalous knows I have my own isms. See, and Jocelyn knows as a Canadian, do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Wonderless said, we, we lost Linda, all caps. I'm dying. <laughs> anyway, he had no rhythm. He had no, like, I mean, he's saying he hasn't danced in 22 years. We know he has three ex-fiancés, but perhaps, I mean, two and two make four? Like, perhaps there's three of them because you haven't danced in 22 years. Or maybe they weren't real fiancés. I started thinking that this time. Like, did they know they were fiancés, Chad? No, I think they did. Because <laughs> I saw him dancing and, like... You know when you're in eighth grade and you dance and you put like your hand here and your hand here and you like to sway back and forth and there's mm -hmm. like I don't know ten inches between you two. That's how he was trying to dance with her. Like he had he had never touched a woman. It was like Frankenstein. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that. Like there was nothing going on. See that scandalous and I are on the same page. Same page. Same page. His lack of hip movements, abilities, might be why the fiancés dumped him. I'm, that's what, you know, I'm saying indirectly. Anyways, he's super nervous. <clears throat> they get back to the hotel lobby. And let me tell you something, okay, you guys. They get back to the hotel lobby. We find out that Chad has never dated a Latino in the Latina in the past, which completely also makes sense to me, right? Like, so there was no, there was no, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Thought? There was no thought applied? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm being even, I'm being more street than that. You know, when you go April and you have, you get, I don't know if you have it in DC, but you get street fruit and then they have the shaker of. Tamarind? Tamarind. He has no tamarind. Yeah, yeah. None none of that. There's no spice in his life at all. We knew that. So, you know, he and you guys, I've already put my foot in my mouth a million times, so I'm just going to keep going. But you know that he only dated Becky's. And so here we are. And so when Biba asked, you know, have you ever dated a Latina? He's like, no, I was not surprised. Were you surprised, April? No, I'm, I'm not surprised just because of where he's from. Which is another thing that I want to say. If you are an immigrant wanting to date an American and you can't find a community around you, that's another reason you don't want to go for somebody rural. You're not going to have a community there. That part. So she's like, so you've never dated a Latina? He's like, no. Uh, and then he says this weird thing, know what I mean, jelly bean? And she's like, what? <laughs> and he says, you know what I mean, jelly bean? And she was like, what? And this is where 
Juan Pablo, who I already told you is a hottie two by four, the driver, the associate, he starts laughing because he's like, oh, he's just digging his grave deeper. Know what I mean, Jelly Bean? He repeated it with so much confidence. Like if I just say it again, then she'll understand. But the other reason I laughed was because I don't know if this happened to you when you, me and Linda have already said that we both dated Colombians in the past, but he would say things that I knew exactly what he was saying, but I still did not know why it was funny. That part. <laughs> that part. So at least it just happens. And when it happens, like there's no amount of repeating it that's gonna help. No. And that's why I was like, when Juan Pablo started laughing, it took me out. <laughs> because like Juan under he's he hears Juan Pablo is hearing both sides. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's not gonna He's like, this is not translating. This sounds ridiculous, but let's go with it because y'all are entertaining me. So new picnic, rain chat. They're back at the hotel for drinks. He go okay, so this is the other thing that April that was so weird to me. So he's all wet, right? She's wet. But instead, he, in my opinion, he thinks of himself. He's like, I'm going to go and change. And his logic was he wasn't properly dressed for the bar. So he's going to go change his shirt. But I was also thinking y'all were just in the rain. So you're also going to get dry. You apparently went back to your room, changed your shirt, where you could have left your big ass backpack in your room, but you brought it with you, which was like a whole weird thing to me. But whatever. While he's gone... Bebo is like having such a hard time with this date. And she literally said, this is a really hard date. He's this, he's that, he's shy. He's like not communicating very well. Not sure if there's a connection, all the things. So she orders two double whiskeys. Not just like, hey, I need, I need doubles, double <laughs> whiskeys. Whatever the hottest you got, I, I need it. <sighs> so... She orders that from the bartender. And the bartender, you guys, and again, I have to tell you, like, if you've ever been in the service industry, the bartenders are not only they don't they're not only there to serve you, they're your therapists, they're your best friends, um, they are your confidence, they're everything wrapped up in one. And it can be even a 30-second transaction, and boom, you're attached to them. I don't know what it is, but that, and you can go anywhere in the world and that's how it is. If you're traveling alone, you go to the bar, all of a sudden the bartender's your best friend. So bartenders have a special place in my heart. That being said, Bebo like says all this stuff to the bartender. The bartender is 100% invested in their little date. Tells her the blind date. Can you believe it? Bartender's like encouraging her. At least you speak English and you can communicate. Um, and then she's like, you know, he's, he's shy and he's like, not really what I was thinking. And, you know, I'm from, um, she says she's from like the, the outskirts. What's the word you use, April? She said coastal. Coastal communities. So, you know, in the coastal communities, we're straightforward, we're extroverts. And she just feels like Chad needs to relax and he needs to do a couple shots to let loose. And... Y'all, that's exactly what happened. He gets back. They have this like uh, exchange of words between pleasured and plastered, which I thought was hilarious. And the double shot of whiskey. If you guys go back and replay that moment, she was literally still sipping on her glass. 
and Chad had like chugged chugged the double whiskey back. His whole face, April, was red. <laughs> he was all red. And I was like, did he drink all that whiskey in 30 seconds? Yes, he did. Because between the nervousness, the shyness, the intimidation, all the things, he needed the liquid courage. And so, and I don't think he knew it was a double. He just was like, I saw some ice, some whiskey. I'm going to shoot that back. And guess what, April? All of a sudden, he felt more comfortable <laughs> in this situation. Like, I just feel so much com more comfortable with Biba. You know, I love how she leads the conversation. And I'm looking at him like, your face. <laughs> your face is all red. It's all red. But then there was a turn of events. All of a sudden, Biba was like, you know what? I enjoyed myself. Would love to have a second date. Would you love to have a second date with me? Chad says yes. She thinks he's nice and cute. And then the bartender, like I said, was all up in the date. Because if you saw the the wide shot, you guys, which a wide shot is where they go in wide on the person's face. Just like they did that with the bartender. And the bartender was like this. <laughs> All in the date. <laughs> All in the date. And guess what happens? The bar they're like wrapping it up. The bartender's like, this is fantastic. <laughs> Don't forget to invite me to your wedding. I died of laughter because you know what? Bartenders, they're gonna have to get their entertainment from somewhere. And y'all, and I'm not a bartender, but I, I've been in the service industry and I'll tell you this, I've trained bartenders, I know all the things. You gotta get your, your entertainment from somewhere. And so, yes, she was 100% invested. And guess what? If April and Biba end up to get, it's April. It's okay. Something me and Biba could end up together. Something is wrong with me. Like literally something is wrong with me. I I can't explain it to you. <laughs> you guys know, like if Chad and Biba end up together, they should absolutely invite their bartender because it's part of their story. It's part of their journey. They could go ahead and when they're doing like how we met and all the special like visuals, they can pop that up from TLC. So <clears throat> he walks her out and this is where Chad lost it for me. And, and I, you guys know, like I'm, I'm not, I don't online date and you know, everyone else laughs at me. Like are you going to find your person because they're going to knock on your door. I don't know. But what I'm not about to do is go on a date where it could be a great date, but then you fucking drop the ball. And here's where you drop the ball, Chad. Chad, listen up. Can you hear that knocking April? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. mm -hmm. Chad, listen up. You have the chutzpah, you have the foresight, you have the manly knowledge to walk her outside. You walk her outside, you guys say your goodbyes, you're too shy to give her a kiss so you have a hug. I'm fine with that. It's only the second day. Cool. But then... A, you have your backpack on like you're a serial killer. And you all know I watch all the true crimes. Like, why do you have your backpack on when you clearly went back to your room and changed, but you brought this big-ass backpack back? Problem one. Problem two, you walked her outside, but...
but not to her car, not to the ride chair, not to Juan Pablo. You didn't walk her there, open the door, let her get in the car and make sure that she drove her away safely. Instead, you're like, bye, peace out. And you walk back into your hotel room. As we saw her walk to the car and open the door, stop it. Yeah. Just stop it. Stop it. You lost all the points there with me. I am not impressed. April, what were your thoughts? That wasn't a good look for me, but what do we know? What do we know, Linda? Because Biba wants to go out with him again. Oh, no, but she said she wanted to go out with him again before he did not walk her to his, her car. You think she might have changed her mind? I don't know, but I'm just saying do better. Y'all do better. It is trash in these 2023 dating streets. The little things are going to put you over the top. And I'm just trying to, I'm trying to help you all out. I'm trying, men folk who are heterosexual dating other heterosexual women, I'm trying to help you out. If you, if you, you know, if you want the pants to come down, then you're going to need to do a little bit better. Because you just can't be running amok and just doing and saying whatever you want and be like, hey, did you make it to your car okay? Did you make it home okay? No. Okay. Or only caring about yourself. Like when you said earlier that he went and changed his shirt, I thought you were going to talk about the fact that, okay, like you're dry and she's still wet. I mean, you I didn't just... even touch on that because y'all already know. I'm not impressed. He gave his hoodie. That was a good gesture. But hey, do you need do you need anything? Can I get you a dry shirt? Like what, what can I do to help make sure that you feel comfortable too? No, I'm going to my room. I'm changing. I'll see you. Peace. Deuces. Oh, Cool, good date, peace, deuces. I'm going back into my hotel. Hope you make it home safe. No. We're moving on. Moving on. <sighs> Sneeka. Oh, Sneeka. Sneeka's my fave. Uh, as you guys know, uh, we shared with you a little bit. Oh, wait. Did I forget something? Oh, yeah, I did. That's for something else. Okay. Um, Stanika, let me pop her up. Cheering for her. Stanika. We're cheering for her. Stanika. Thoughts. Stanika. Thoughts. I am rooting for Stanika and Nordine. Um, you know, if you want some help with your immigration process, you need a witness for your interview in Morocco. I am available, Stanika. I'm all here for Stanika and Nordine. I loved everything that happened this episode. As you guys know, a couple episodes ago, we were I was, I'll speak for myself, was like, oh, what, what's going on with Stanika? She responded, and then it kind of all came full circle this episode as far as I'm concerned. So um, it's clear that she doesn't like the skim milk. She doesn't like it. And she's like, oh, 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 Lord, oh. <laughs> In America, that's the part that tastes like we don't drink. And then, you know, I had to, she entertained me. I laughed about it. But you guys also know how I feel about when Americans say, In America, In America. I'm going to say, You're not in America. So, like, I don't care. <laughs> right. But I'm giving her a pass because she was funny with it. But, like, Y'all need to stop saying in America we do that in America in America. In America. I, I just I'm I don't care. It is annoying. It is annoying. 
April will act like she doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> April is apparently Canadian as of last week. But it, it, I know it, that you all know what I'm talking about. I am. And I do have American tendencies. Oh, my I God. Sometimes. I, I'm, I admit I have American tendencies that I do have to April? stop myself. Joslo. Joslo. From uh, Joslo. April. But it happens. I just want you. I want you guys to understand that it happens so fast. One day you're just in a store minding your own business, and you happen to be in Europe, and somebody tells you no, and you know that the answer could be yes. And before you even realize what you're doing, the American spirit has welled up inside of you from your toenails all the way to the tippy tippy top of your head and you are spewing nonsense out your mouth. It has happened to me before. It's so fast. I'm just saying, it, it, sometimes you can stop it, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're just like, red, white, and blue, bitch, these colors don't bleed. It just. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> All I want to tell you guys is that April just literally said that she has American tendencies <laughs> as an American. <laughs> as an American. Okay, but. <laughs> and she said, I'm American. I can't. I can't. Okay. <laughs> She said red, white, and blue. <laughs> okay. okay. So, she didn't like the skim milk. And uh, Nordine's brother tells her, like, in their culture, it is not polite to not eat everything on the table, including the skim milk. She feels like the skim milk um, smells like it expired months ago. And again, she goes back to her American tendencies, like April, and says, you know, this is this is the type of milk that we would throw out if we were in America, right? So she did like two American references that I was like, uh, I, I, I get what she's doing. Wonderless said, what is happening right now? <laughs> I I don't know. Wonderless, just go with us. Go with us. So two American references that we I didn't personally appreciate, but I I, I mean I, at the end of the day I get what she's saying, right? It's not what she's used to. So she doesn't like the milk. There was like a bean and egg situation, which she called couscous, which I was like. That is not couscous. April, do you want to? Because you've been to Morocco. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, I, yeah, maybe they have something that is called couscous that I'm not familiar with. I don't, you know, I don't, and I don't know all Moroccan cuisine. It did not look like what I know is couscous, couscous, but what, what do I know? What do I know? I don't know. Hey, so I've had multiple types of couscous across the board, and they didn't call it couscous. They literally said these are beans and these are eggs, but whatever, at the end of the day, it got edited to her not liking the milk, the couscous, but underneath that big plate that they were all sharing, 
was some lamb and she loved the lamb thumbs up to the lamb she's like you can cook to malika which is anardine's mom and what i know about morocco they can cook them some lamb and if you guys know april just got back from iceland where they can cook them some lamb so i'm going to go ahead and ask april if you had to choose between icelandic lamb and moroccan lamb where would you go oh that's so hard that is an unfair question how is that unfair it's because i love it's not fair for your april it's just because you don't want to answer okay so i am going to choose iceland but i want to tell you why please do because I only had lamb one way in Morocco when they cook it under the ground. But I had in Iceland, the lamb steak, lamb kebab, lamb burger, lamb, you know, so many different ways. So that's the only reason I'm gonna give it to Iceland. There you go, you have it. If there was, uh, this is my last meal and I could only have lamb, she would be having lamb from Iceland. Um, so everything's going well. They're all eating, laughing, enjoying each other. Um, and then the mom asked through translation and you guys already know how I feel about translation. That's why I wish like if I had to rewind my life, um, coming out of the birth canal, I would be like, I need to speak all the languages all over the earth because I don't trust anyone to translate properly. And again, here I'm in a situation where they didn't translate exactly what was going on. So Nordine was egregious. Who? Nordine was egregious. That was the brother though. Yusuf was like, Yusuf threw in some things that were not even said. (laughs) Both of them were, were just adding what they wanted to happen in the conversation. I'm not for it. So the mom Malika asks, you know, do you like Morocco? But it got, so she actually said, do you like our country? And Nordine translated, do you like Morocco? The second thing was that asked, do you like my boy? Right? And to that, Stunika was like, yes, you know, she likes Morocco. Yes, she likes um, her son, right? So, it was cute. The way it got translated, it was cute. Cause he was like, you know, do you like Morocco and do you like me? And she's like, of course, yes. And everyone starts laughing, great. She loves that they're all family oriented. She's family oriented as we all know. Um, and then, so the next question that is asked by Stanika is, can you ask your mom, how does she feel about me? And the mom says, of course, I'm happy with her. I like her. She's spontaneous and all smiles. Okay. That's what the mom said. Pineapple Express, thank you so much for the super sticker. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, hey. How does it get translated? Yusuf, the brother, translated like this. So let's let's let me just remind you. She said that of course I'm happy with her, meaning Stanika, and I like her, meaning Stanika. She's spontaneous and she's all smiles. Yosef, the brother says, she said she's very happy that finally Nordine found someone. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, that's what you are thinking, Yusuf. What? <laughs> I was like, these fools, this is why those truck translators. <laughs> I was like, this brother translated and he added and subtracted his own theories. Samika asked about living in the U.S. versus Morocco. How would the mom feel, right? Do you do you care that Nordine would move to the U.S. or would you prefer to me for me to move to back to Morocco? And the mom says she supports anything that they decide. She just wants to see her son happy um, and healthy, and she really feels like Samika could be a part of their family. She wishes them prosperity, happiness, harmony in the future, kids, and wealth. Which all didn't get translated to her. All that got translated to her was, yeah, mom's happy. Well, Sneeka's question didn't even get translated to mom completely. At all. And I mean, like. I don't, I was like, Nordine, what are you even doing right now? But I do have a suggestion for them. Oh, and then what to ask you from a lawyer perspective, Kiko. Yeah. Because this is the first time I'm hearing Sneeka was actually open to living in Morocco. I thought she definitely wanted to live in the United States. So now that I know that she's open to it, I even stronger suggest that if they've continued dating all this time, that they should just get married in Morocco and do a spousal visa. That way, Nordine will already be a resident and they'll be able to travel freely back and forth between countries. Now, if he wants to eventually get U.S. citizenship, he will have to stay in the United States more than, than not for at least three years and then get a citizenship and he can travel freely again. Um, but that way they can, they can do, they have the best of both worlds. And I do think if they're planning on having children, this is on my, it's nothing to do with immigration. It's my personal opinion that raising the children in both cultures would be really, really wonderful um, to be able to go back and forth like that. 100%. I did want to ask you because like you said, all of that didn't get translated to the mom. So when the mom was like, when Sneeka asked, like, would you prefer Nordine to stay here? Or are you okay with them moving to the US? All the stuff. And she was like, you know, as long as he's happy. What does that look like? Because April, the way Nordine translated it he's like hey i have a business and my idea is that i can work here as well as in the u.s and travel back and forth what does that look like because as we know with a k-1 visa he couldn't necessarily work in the u.s until he got his green card so what exactly was he talking about is there different rules if you're an entrepreneur like he is per se where he's like a travel specialist could he take that business and pop it into the US and perhaps like have a travel agency out here without having to wait for a green card. If he wants to get sponsorship through an entrepreneurship visa, he could, but it's very expensive. It's much more reasonable to do a spousal visa and then just have your business. There's no restrictions on what kind of business you can have in the United States or outside of the United States with a green card. Um, so if he would do his spousal visa or fiance visa to green card, whichever route they choose to go through, he could get here and immediately start his business. There wouldn't be any, there's no immigration restrictions on what kind of business you have or what kind of work you have. Someone even asked me recently if they're allowed to work two jobs on their work permit. And I'm like, 
the U.S. government could care less how many jobs you work. There you go, you guys. You have you have the legal perspective, which is I was thinking about. I was like, well, it sounds to me like almost he has a plan, and it sounds to me like I don't know, April. I feel like they might work out. I think they they both seem to want it. The brother has mentioned how Nordine has been a little bit different than you know other men his age. And him showing all this excitement for dating Stanika is a new thing for them. So he's clearly not an opportunist, like some people thought he was in the beginning when he said, "I wanted to, I want to come to America." Um, he doesn't. He doesn't give me that vibe. And it seems like, based on what we've seen and based on what Stanika said about their interactions off camera, that they are a good fit. Yeah, agreed. Listen, Stanika, and they look good together. They look good together. He's a family man. He looks like he's like all into you, supportive of you, and you seem to just be as invested. So, like, let's do this. That's, that's all I'm saying. Let's do this. Let's do it. I was worried that she wasn't going to continue dating other people, but you know, it's working. It's working. Listen, she. So here, here's where we are. She is questioning, is it enough to have only dated two times, met the family, and sustained a long-distance relationship? That is the question that I'm going to leave you guys with before, though, because, April, what we didn't do last week is our, oh, shush, kebabs. I, I just realized that we have two more couples. Who did we miss out on? Who did we miss? Susan and friggin' Mark. Oh, that's right. Well, we missed, I know what, we missed Mark. Yeah. Let's go ahead and wrap up Susan. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap up Susan real quick. So Susan, she's leaving for Columbia. She feels strange leaving after finally connecting with someone who we all know is Mauricio. Um, Juan says Susan was challenging. As you guys know, I've said from the get-go, he had the most challenging roster. Um, but he also does say that difficult things uh, are more rewarding in the end. And what he feels is that she has grown in this time that they've spent together and it's because of him. So he calls her, let's meet on the rooftop, uh, have some champagne and celebrate you being here. She brings her dog, of course, which, you know, I'm not gonna get into, but like doggy daycare. Just, you know, Susan, you're a financial guru. Go ahead and invest in some doggy daycare and invest in yourself and invest in who you are and what you want to be and what you're looking for in the future. And that may mean that you leave your dog at home sometimes. That being said, uh, Juan asked her about Mauricio. She says she's looking forward to get to know him more. Um, and like I said last week, one of the things that my gut was telling me, one of the things that she literally said was the thought provoking question. So when I told you guys last week that he cut through her, bullshit and was like let me just ask the direct question and throw her off of like being in her mind and overthinking things and that's what got to her so the first thing she said was he asked thought-provoking questions he's very kind he's tender he's intelligent and he checked all her boxes off Juan says you know what yeah that you had an extensive list and he met everything in that list and I'm happy for you and I see a big change in you and whether that means this is a love connection forever or whether this is a stepping stone for you to continue to self-explore and continue to grow and learn from this experience, then that's where we are. Mm -hmm. 
um, what we learned from her. And April and I talked about this a lot last week where, you know, I felt she was very closed off and um, combative and elitist and all the things. Um, we did find out last week some of her vulnerabilities and some of her vulnerabilities made her more likable. And she said this week that, you know, it was nice to be pursued again. And she feels encouraged. And Juan is happy that he was able to help her just to leave in a little bit. And, you know, April, for her being like 52, stuck in her ways and very judgy, very New Yorky, very like elitist and all of that, she did like crack that shell a little bit. What were your thoughts? Well, in the moment that she got defensive with Juan, I thought she did a good job of dialing it back a little bit and that Juan did a good job of not responding to her being a little combative because I do think her second date could have gone just as well as her third date if she hadn't been so not angry, but... Um, hurt yeah because the second date the, the first date was not good but the second date was a good match that Juan gave her and when he was asking the same not the same but he also was asking thought-provoking questions she balked at it she but just because because of his age she she and and then because Juan was on her first date with Mauricio I think it gave her the motivation, encouragement, what she was saying to not retreat so suddenly from somebody asking what is a normal question. Yep, 100%, 100%. So now I was like, maybe I need Juan to go on some of my dates with me. <laughs> Can Juan Pablo be involved in that? Cause I'll come. For you, for you, yes. I'm gonna look up and see how much it costs for Juan to be a your be a matchmaker. Let's go to Columbia, April. <laughs> so Juan hopes that Susan will continue to keep working on herself um, and understand her feelings and not repeat repeat her past walls and experiences. And to that, Susan says she's open to explore new connections. And she does really feel connected to Mauricio. So she's looking forward to him when he comes to New York and she's hopeful. And I have to tell you at the end of the day for her whole storyline, for her to be hopeful and not bitter, that's what she needed to take away because- That is good. Pardon? No, that is good. Yes, because the bitterness, the closed office, the being confrontational, all the things, that's what was holding her back. And so for her to be hopeful and, and open, even if she didn't have a direct love connection, that's what's going to move her forward. And the fact that he already has a visitor's visa so they can just take things slowly, that's even better. So she's never going to feel pressed to hurry up and make a decision, hurry up and do a fiance type thing. They'll be able to slowly visit each other and see how it goes. So that's Mark. good for them. Let's get to Mark. Thoughts on Mark. I have more thoughts on Huda than I have on Mark. Huda? Okay. Is her name Huda? Yeah. Huda. Mm -hmm. Why does she want Mark? 
girl. I don't know. She didn't even like him in the beginning. What happened? And what happened that we didn't see that makes everyone say that she ha he had a good interaction with her family? We did not see a good interaction with know. the family. I was like, are we changing the whole narrative? He didn't get along with the family, and she hated him in the beginning. So, like, how how did we get here? I and am then, Remember we talked about they had three weeks, and we're only seeing, like, for him, we're seeing two dates. So, like, like you said, there must have been a bunch of stuff that we just were not privy to. Because this, all of this didn't make sense to me. So, um, they're driving to their second date. Huda didn't like his suit from the previous date made him look older in her opinion she didn't like him from the very beginning you guys she thought he was too old 20 plus years she likes young buff guys so she wasn't feeling it but apparently in that date something happened and now she's all into it um he thinks that he's falling in love with her and she may be his forever person i was like it what this is the weirdest couple i've been wrong before though so but from what we know about Mark, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I felt like, did I miss an episode? I don't even really know what's happening here. So she likes that he's in the t-shirt and the shorts, which I appreciate for her because that's how he normally dresses is flip-flops, t-shirt and shorts. It gives no effort, zero fuck. <laughs> so if you love it, I love it for you. Um, but when he said he might be falling in love with her, I was like, do you, a, have you ever been in love? Do you know what love looks like? Your priorities and the things that you're looking for? Like, I just don't even know. But here we are. Nina comes on and says, you know, she matched uh, Huda and Mark because uh, Huda's family oriented, owns her own company, is an entrepreneur. Um, and then the, the family really liked him. And I was like, eh. first of all, Okay, all of those things are true, but you matched her because Mark doesn't want to be financially responsible for anyone. He literally wants an incubator and roommate. So because she can provide for himself, boom, check, check. But then when you said that the family really liked him, I was like, did I... Y'all, in the live chat, if you're watching the replay, or April and I incorrect? Because we saw the two brothers and the mom looking at him like, oh, A, you're old, and B, like, what's up? And he was rushing through meeting them. He made a weird joke about owning McDonald's. Right. Every time you eat a McDonald's, cha-ching, that's money in Mike. Oh, stop it. Just stop it, frat boy. So Huda thinks that he's a fat, he's funny, and that's why she likes him. And she literally admits in this episode that she didn't like him at first. She thought he was old, didn't dress well, all of the things, but his personality in that she thinks he's funny won her over and what does he like about her he likes that she's independent owns her own company she's owned it for over four years aka let me translate he doesn't want to be financially responsible for her so like she's got her own company her own business then that's her that's on her lover for it because guess what i'm really not trying to step up and do anything i just want you know, a partner who I can breed with. Am I wrong, April? You're not wrong. There are a lot of things that worry me about them. One other one is that, is he going to be pressuring her all through the courtship for sex? 100%. You read my mind because he asked to kiss her. It's the second date. He goes on into this whole thing in America. By the second date, at least you kiss. Or there's some type of 
intimate situation. She says, no, not till we're married. It's a cultural thing. It's a religious thing. Mark quote says, it's weird. And so there's no progression from day one to when you're married. That's not what he's used to. And we know from the jump when we met Mark, Mark is one of those like hit it and quit it dudes. He'll invite any random over to his hotel to hit it and quit it and keep it pushing. So, wow, he's invested two dates, which is why he was he was even thinking about like, should I entertain a third date with someone else because it's already set up or should I continue to pursue who I literally quote said that I may be falling in love with her. She may be my forever person. You said all that, but then you're having doubts because you can't kiss her on the second date. So Huda then asks him about other dates. You know, do you have other dates lined up? He says, yes. I have one more person. Um, he asks her how she feels about that. She freaks out. She doesn't like it. She's like, you know, um, if you decide to go on this third date, then we're done. Like, I'm not going to do that because she says, um, if you see someone else after me, we're done. You know, if you see women as objects that you can just pick one and just replace them, I'm not here for it. She calls him a playboy. He then says he feels pressure to stick with, stick with, quote, Huda, if someone else is a better match for him. Dear God. Thoughts on all of that, April? So many things are wrong. Um, one question I had listening to all of it is, did something happen between them where Huda feels like we are now exclusive. Were there some words shared or was there some way that she went out of her normal boundaries for him and felt like now that she's communicating exclusivity that, that we don't know about? Because otherwise I'm not 100% sure why they wouldn't just both keep dating. I think, I mean, she said it's a cultural thing, right? But I mean, I don't know how it works. Well, if it was a cultural thing, then Nina would have, should have said to him, I'm going to send you on one date. And if you like that person, great. If you don't like them, then I'll tell you about another option that I've pulled for you. It should have never been, okay, we're going to go on this many dates once you get here. Yeah. But I also think too, not all of them have reached the second date status. And so that should have absolutely been a conversation, like what happens after a second date? Because even in Harold's situation, he felt like after a second date, that was a thing. And even with, um, what's the new girl's name? The princess? Stephanie? No. Michelle? This is called a princess. Yeah. Even with the princess, having a second date was a big deal. And you could see that um, with Katarina. So I feel like overseas, the second date is like, it is actually a big deal. Uh, and they should have had that conversation. But we'll see. Right now, I'm not impressed with how Mark handled things. But I'm also not impressed with Huda all of a sudden like being so into him and giving him an ultimatum. Like... You saw he was a frat boy from the very beginning. So, like, let's just call it what it is. Yeah, I'm not understanding that. Guys, okay. So, don't forget to like and subscribe. 
here at the Melanated Way, we're going to do, uh, I have news and gossip coming up shortly, as well as someone asked me in the live chat if I'm going to be covering B90. I have three episodes to catch up on. I'm going to catch up on one tonight, uh, probably around 8 o'clock, 8, 8.30. That being said, our list, we forgot about our lovers list April last week. So I hope you have two things, if you have two things that you want to add. Okay. Um, so if you haven't been here with us before, our lovers list is are the things that we're looking for in a significant other. It's going to accumulate into something. I haven't figured it out yet. April list consists of the artist, Jen <laughs> Jadena, curious, reflective, chunky, financially stable, honest, the hard and honest, 5.9 and above, <laughs> and likes to travel. What else are you adding to your list, April? Okay, so now I'm going to add family compatibility. Family compatibility. Yeah. So I, maybe three weeks ago, went to my family reunion, and two of my cousins brought their new partners. Mm -hmm. And I realized, like, how important it is in my mom's side of the family for everyone to kind of, like, know the partners and get along with everybody. Mm -hmm. So somebody who can, you know, like be a part of my family and enjoy that kind of thing. Like I would I hate that. to have a partner who would be like, oh, I don't want to go to your family reunion. You go without me. No, that's not going to work. I love it. And your second thing? Uh, my second thing is going to be, did I, wait, did I already put financially responsible? Financially stable. I said stable. I said stable. So I guess that's responsible too. But just in case, just in case there's any confusion, let's go ahead and say financially responsible too. Okay. <laughs> Make some wise, making wise choices with how to spend that money. Wise choices in how to spend the dollars. Yeah. Okay, so the artist, Jadena, curious, reflective, chunky, financially stable, honest, the hard honest, five, nine or above, likes to travel, family compatibility, financially responsible in that they make wise choices in how they spend money. Yes. Okay, so my list so far is humorous, thoughtful, spontaneous, financially stable, and is a giver generous, loving, five, eight and above, likes to travel. I added today communicative and wants kids. Definitely got to say those up front for sure. So our lists are growing. Uh, we'll keep them coming as the season's wrapping up and uh, we'll figure out where we go from there. Until then, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Bye for now. Toodles. Bye bye. <laughs> That is.